result. You are now tuned into Pulse Pounding with Mickey Dillon. Hello, distinguished ladies and gentlemen of the Pulse Pounding family. Welcome back to another episode. It is me, your host, Mickey Dillon, and tonight is a very solemn evening at the Not The Mouse House. Why? Do we have no time for bullshit? Because tomorrow is the day. Tomorrow, we are taking off in a 3 Series BMW that belongs to my 20-year-old brother. And heading to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania to see none other than The Weekend. It has been two years in the making. Why are we going to Philadelphia? Because New York is trash. (laughs) I love me, my New York, but it is fucking trash. Everything here is dumb expensive. The resale tickets for MetLife Stadium are astronomical. It'll cost us less to buy the tickets in Philly, the hotel, the gas for the trip. We'll have spent less than two tickets at fucking MetLife Stadium. I don't understand why they keep calling MetLife New York. They always list it on tour dates as New York. It's fucking New Jersey. I understand you're not coming to New York because you're playing that stadium, but you're not fucking fooling anyone, okay? We all know it's fucking New Jersey. Stop playing games. So we are going to the Lincoln Financial Field in Philadelphia to see the motherfucking weekend after two years of waiting. This tour has been postponed twice and moved to different venues once. They moved from arenas to stadiums. They postponed because of COVID, postponed a second time. We have been waiting two years since 2020, the release of After Hours. We have two whole albums that he is touring on this tour, the After Hours Till Dawn tour. He is playing After Hours and Dawn FM. Let's have a conversation about the set list because there is lots of speculation and requests and guesses on the internet, and I'm going to share with you mine. I am part of the minority in this fan base that is hoping that he does the majority of the two new albums and minimal old hits. Most of the diehard fans are expecting and hoping for the opposite. They want mostly old shit and some new shit. Not me. Not me. I have not waited two years to not get the After Hours experience followed by the Dawn FM experience. I want a goddamn red suit, and then I know it won't happen because it takes too much time and makeup and prosthetics, but I want him to turn into the fucking old man for the second half of the show and exclusively do After Hours and Dawn FM with a hint of trilogy, a little the morning, a little the party, a little loft music, maybe, but I am not here for the rest of it. Listen, I'll take what I can get, honestly, but I am hoping and praying and praying and hoping, but not really praying for <laughs> the majority being the two new albums. And we're going to fucking find out my predictions and hopes I've been saying since After Hours came out in 2020. Alone Again, the album opener, my favorite song on After Hours, is a fucking concert opener. It is a concert opener. So I am hoping that he is going to do Alone Again as the opener. And if he does, if he fucking does, I am going to piss, scream, cry, and lose my shit. Because that is my fucking song. Hits me right here. Right here in my big fat chest. (laughs) Honestly, as fat as I am, I still have a bird chest. So that's fucking great. And what's that worth? If he chooses not to use Alone Again as the opener, my other suggestion and request is gasoline. So I better get one of those two as the fucking opener, if nothing else. (laughs) Starry Eyes. Is there someone else into Starry Eyes? Is not negotiable for me. I am going to cry my eyes out. Starry Eyes, if you haven't heard that song, if you haven't heard The Weeknd's new album, if you're not a fan, if you're just a casual listener to what's on the radio, go into the new album, Dawn FM. Listen to a song called Is There Someone Else? Take your shit off shuffle, okay? And it will seamlessly lead you right into Starry Eyes, which is the most emotional song on the album for me. I feel like, I've said this before and I'll say it again, when I am in a similar age group of the artists who are writing and recording and producing this music, it feels different because I can understand certain things they're talking about and their experience differently than I would if I was younger. 
And I was trying to explain that to my brother the other day. I think we were specifically talking about this song, Starry Eyes. And I was like, there's a specific line where he says, um, he's talking about his past and he's talking about a a girl and there's a whole story to it. But there's a line in there where he says, back then I was starry eyed. He's talking about like when he was younger. Um, Back then I was starry eyed and now I'm so cynical. And it fits into the whole, you got to listen to the song. But I said to my brother, I'm like, you know, certain lyrics like that, they hit so hard because I've been through similar experiences that he has, whether he's talking about a relationship or whatever it is, because he's 30, I believe, or 31. I think he's 30 and I'm 29 and ages and everything. You can relate to a lot of things at a lot of different ages, but I think specifically like life and relationship experiences as you're moving through the end of your 20s into your 30s a lot of people have really similar realizations and feelings and changes and outlooks on relationships and love and all different stuff you know i think there's a lot of people who fit into a certain puzzle piece i guess when it comes to those things so when i listen to the lyrics of that song i feel like i relate to it a lot a lot of the lines in there because i'm also ending my 20s going into my 30s and recognizing wow my mentality and my life is so different now like there's things that i looked at one way back then that i see a completely different way now and i'm still the same person but there's just like a perspective shift so i really appreciate when that is recognized in songs and art and stuff like that so i am fucking praying for this song and i'm literally gonna cry i know it i'm not a big crier but like music really hits me and makes me emotional especially artists that i really love and music i really relate to and that song is one of those things i'm gonna lose my mind so tomorrow is the day we are leaving bright and early and we are venturing off to philadelphia i don't know what that place is like (laughs) i've never been there but i'm always excited to see something new i'm always disappointed in cities because i live an hour from the greatest fucking city in the world i don't care what you have to say about that new york i grew up spending so much time there experiencing so many things there that any small city that is a lesser lesser is not the word smaller scale recreation as a lot of them feel of new york just doesn't impress me it really doesn't fucking do it for me you know that's like walking into tj maxx with your brand new ysl bag (laughs) and looking at the rack of fucking michael kors and ann taylor loft bags and all that shit nine west and being like nah bitch look what i got here on my arm look at what i'm spending my time with you ain't really fucking doing it for me that's how i feel about other cities coming from new york so we will see what philadelphia holds for us we will see what the weekend holds for us i'm super excited to wear my baseball jersey shirt (laughs) i was looking for a very specific t-shirt when i went to ac and i know like Black t-shirts, especially women, will be like, oh, they're just, it's just a black t-shirt. Men who are into clothing, you know, black t-shirts are very different. Every brand, every fit, every different black t-shirt is completely different. So there is a specific black t-shirt that is the perfect size, thickness, <laughs> because that matters too, the perfect cut, the perfect fit for where my body is right now, and it makes me feel really comfortable wearing it. So I was looking for it before I went to AC, and I tore the whole house apart. I tore the laundry basket apart, and I'm like, I literally just had this shirt a couple weeks ago. It could not have gone missing. It could not have gone missing. This apartment is only so big, and I couldn't find it. So tonight, As I was preparing and doing some laundry and packing, I found the shirt, which I will be wearing under my baseball jersey shirt that I bought for this occasion. Very excited about it. Can't wait to wear my outfit. And that is like such a good tone setter. And you all know it's true. When you have an outfit or something to wear, it could be the whole outfit. It could be the shoes. It could be the accessories, whatever it is. Honestly, I am so sick of my neighbor's late night weed endeavors ruining my fucking recording process, okay? This is my office, the car. Don't you know I'm over here trying to build a fucking empire? This man sells weed out of his home across the street from me. Very nice guy. And I do not not support weed, because I do. (laughs) He grows it and he sells it out of his home. However, there are cars pulling up here. He's a middle-aged man, by the way. He's like a middle-aged, old white guy 
who sells weed out of his house. Perfectly cool. Love it. Think it's great. He has cars pulling up here at wild hours of the night, okay? Again, don't care about that. I'm not a Karen. But when I'm recording this show and a big fucking monster pickup truck decides to pull up with its loud-ass running engine and park directly next to me across the street, which these streets are not wide, okay? It is interfering with my recording process. And then he has the nerve to sit here and talk to these weed dealers across the street for 10 minutes with that goddamn truck running. Don't you see me in here with headphones on and a microphone in my mouth? (laughs) Get the fuck out of here, please. So anyway, whenever you've got something planned as far as an outfit to wear, especially if it's new and specifically for an event, which is what I do. Like I always get something new. Sometimes I'll wear like shoes I already have or like jeans I already have, but it's almost a new outfit (laughs) in some way or another. And that just makes it so much more exciting. So I'm excited to be dressed and ready to go in my outfit that I'm excited and happy about and feel good in and get to this concert and get my fucking good time on. So I will see you in the car tomorrow on the way. Which bridge is this? Verrazano. The Verrazano Bridge. We are on our way to Philly. We are halfway there after some traffic difficulties. What am I looking at? What's that? Which, what's over there? The city. The city. I don't fucking see. Oh, yeah, there it is. We are on our way to Philadelphia for opening night of the After Hours Till Dawn tour. We have no idea what to expect. How are you feeling? Uh, excited and ready to go crazy. Anthony is suffering from tonsil issues. How are you feeling? Uh, better after all of the prescribed drugs that I've been taking. He has been taking a lot of over-the-counter drugs. We have been stuck in traffic for, what was that, a solid 35 minutes? For goddamn construction on the side of the road that everyone had to stare at. And we are back on our way, moving smoothly. I don't know what to expect in Philadelphia. I've I've been told there's a lot of heroin on the streets. Are you scamming the state? He said, do you want to see a trick? You go in the middle of the lane and the camera doesn't get you for the toll. Scamming the state out of $7. Unnecessary. Um, I've heard there's a lot of drugs and homeless in Philadelphia. I can't wait to drive the streets and see if I can find some crack that I will not be doing but may purchase for the story. What do you think? You want to try to buy some crack? (laughs) I think we should save the money and pay for the toll. But crack is cheap, I think. How much could crack be? That's what Whitney said. She said, I don't smoke crack. Crack is cheap. I make too much money to smoke crack. Crack is whack. Can you get arrested for buying crack? Uh, for sure. Okay, so maybe not do that. I don't think we're supposed to, like, walk around the streets of Philly at night either. <sighs> don't hit this person. He, this child drives very aggressively. He drives well, but it's very aggressive. Safe caution. I don't know about that. I am on my 14th espresso this morning. I only slept for four hours, but that's better than last time we checked in on the trip and I hadn't slept at all. We are about to be back on the Jersey Turnpike for the second time this month. I never thought I'd be in the dirty Jers so many times in my life, but I have seriously already had enough of this car ride and we're only halfway through. Why? I mean, the traffic, other than that. The traffic was not the vibe, it was not it. People drive like animals on this road. Animals. All right. Well, we are well on the way, and we will check back in soon. Do you have any last words? I am good. You're a very boring podcasting partner. Very boring. This car is sexual, though. I wish everybody could see this red interior. I wonder if we'll catch the poof sound on the microphone. Do it again. Oh, my God. We're going to die in this car. I know it. Okay, that was really underwhelming. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> Anthony's car is farting. Sneezing. Whatever. My turbo's going crazy. Oh my god. Where'd you get this douche bro air freshener from? Uh, I got it for free. At a car event. If it's for free, it's for me. That's what I say. That's, That's what, what I, I say. say. Right. Ugh. 
Black ice is disgusting. It smells like axe. It's like it's like two months old now, so it just is more for looks. Okay, looks like a turbo. Is that what that is? That's what it is. Super stupid. I have one that said said nudes, and it was a bottle. It was a bowl of noodles. <laughs> I remember that one. I liked it a yeah, lot. It's ripped it off the car. Me? You took it off the what? blue tr the truck. Oh yeah, I put it in. It's still in the glove compartment. No, I. It's ripped right here. Uh, or I would put it on that. Oops. I'm gonna order a new one that says. Uh, send nudes again. <laughs> I like that. The windows in this car are so dark. I feel like it's a cloudy day. And then when I roll down the window, I realize it's actually beautiful and sunny. It's so sunny. I love it. Nobody can see us in here. Yeah, windshield and yeah this is super illegal. Love it. Hopefully we don't get pulled over. Have you gotten a ticket for this yet? Knock on wood, no. Okay, well. This is a BMW, so there's no real wood in here to knock on. Or leather. There's leather, but... No, it's fake. It's real. I don't think it is. Whatever. Okay, great. What bridge is this? George, uh, Benjamin Franklin Bridge. The Benjamin Franklin Bridge. Did he do... Was his whole thing in Pennsylvania? Is that... Yeah. The point? Yes. Like, electricity? Wasn't he the one with the key with the kite? I don't know. And the electricity? Ben something Franklin. like... There's like a whole statue there. Oh God, where is it? We gotta find it. Honestly. Oh my God, I'd rather kill myself. Well, we're not gonna walk it. Then see a fake impersonation of Sylvester Stallone. We are 13 minutes out from the hotel. We are on the bridge, crossing over from Jersey to Philly. My first impressions of Philly from a distance. It looks like the Emerald City in Oz. But I have a feeling it's going to be way shittier, way dirtier, way more drug infested than Oz once we get there. It's not as bad as you think. Only some parts. I've seen some crazy YouTube videos where people like drive through a certain part in the middle of the day. Yeah. And there's, over by the there's some crazy kind of heroin in Philly. I'm not even like making a joke that is like. I don't know how to explain it. Like if higher level, more intense and people are literally like passed out, standing up like bent over and you see them like drive through these parts of the city in the middle of the day. And it's just the street and the sidewalk is littered with people like high out of their face. So that's what I'm expecting, but it looks pretty from a distance. What's that? I know it's a building. It's very grand. I don't understand. Also, we drove right into Jersey. Why the second you get into Jersey, do you, do you just get this wafting smell of shit like a sewer? Jersey's disgusting. There's also a Wawa on every corner. Who the fuck invented that business and decided to call it Wawa? Why are you obsessed with that place? I don't know. It's just it's something that we don't have on Long Island, so that's why. Honestly, 7-Eleven is far superior to Wawa. So. You can get gas at certain 7-Elevens as well. You just can't get a freshly made sandwich. Honestly, I have whiplash from this kid's driving. I honestly could sue for neck injuries. I think I took an accidental five-minute power nap. Look at this guy. Oh, my God. Wow. Can we take a picture of that? How many bumper stickers are there? Wow. I think, therefore, I am dangerous. I like that. Love is our sole purpose. <sighs> mean people suck. Well, right about... Oh, she looks like a vegan lesbian. She looks like she's... What are those... What is that new thing? Pansexual. She looks like a pansexual vegan. Wow. I'll just cut her off. She's a I think Philly... Isn't Philly, like, super... Per Progressive. I mean, aside from the heroin. The buildings are kind of cool. It looks like a fun city. I'm excited. Hmm. Interesting. All right. We shall see what happens. Okay. Update. We made it to the hotel hours ago. We forgot to update. How are you feeling? Energized and feeling good. Sexual. That's how I feel. Um, love Philadelphia. Philadelphia is just like Brooklyn, at least Rittenhouse Square area that we're in is like Williamsburg. And then like the crappier parts of Philly are like the crappier parts of Brooklyn. 
Wouldn't you agree? I agree. Love Philly. Definitely coming back. Don't know for what, but I love it. It's very sexual. Um, shout out to the Motto Hotel, which is apparently owned by Hilton. The entire staff there is fucking incredible. And it reminds me of the pod in New York City. Love the hotel. Love the area. Um, we drank too many Twisted Teas. We ate a Philly cheesesteak at, where was the place called? Gino's? Yeah, Gino's was a recommendation. There's two really famous ones. Gino's one of them. Philly cheesesteaks sucked. Felt like Kings Park Cafeteria. Super underwhelming. I felt like very dry, very gross. Um, but whatever, it made me full. So I have a Philly cheesesteak and a side of fries. And then I topped that with two twisted teas. And then I topped that with chugging an entire cup of liquid IV so I don't get hungover. And then I chugged, what did we chug, Modelo? Yep. On top of that, at the rooftop bar, which is another five-star area. Um, yeah, and now I'm chugging a coffee on top of that, so I'm going to die or throw up. Probably throw up. I'll yeah. You. yeah, same. Maybe we should just like stick our finger down our throat in the bathroom, throw it all up before we get to our seats, <laughs> get it over with. But Philly is dope, so everything I said that, ooh, look at her. Look at that bod. Good for you, bitch. Good for you. If I liked ladies, I would yell at you. I met two wonderful lesbians from Ohio at our hotel outside. They are fellow cigarette smokers, disgraceful, um, who are here from Ohio for the concert. Who knew so many people would travel to Philly from further than us? Well, Ohio might be the same distance, if not more. Than from New York? Yeah, a little bit more. Bitch, what? A little bit more. No, it's not three hours. Yeah, it is. It's definitely more. No, I could see three, four. Oh, that's true, because when we drove to California, we were in Ohio in like from, five from hours. To, from us to Ohio is about five, six hours. So half Okay, day. never mind. I really thought it was like in Bumblefuck. I thought they had traveled over the land bridge. <laughs> Oh, look, a psychic. Let's go. That's like the fifth one we've seen. There's psychics all over Rittenhouse Square. Do you think these people live in this thing, this apartment, townhouse? Pause. Excuse me, are you rich? There are so many beautiful apartments here. It looks just like brownstones. And then there's like homeless people on the steps. It's just like New York City. This is the most similar to New York, a city that I've ever been to. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. This is most similar. Closest to. Yeah. When I went to, like, Charlotte, it was a joke. Yeah, you're right. I went to Indiana, and it was totally different. Yeah. It was just like this, but clean, no traffic, no garbage. L.A. is not close. This is, like, the closest city I've seen that's somewhat similar to New York, and I like it a lot. I want to move here right now. How about you? Uh, no. Okay. Sick. We are in the Uber en route caffeinating ourselves and it is a serious situation i think it's really setting in that we're here and we don't know the set list yeah. i'm so excited i could throw up or maybe it's the cheesesteak disappointed i don't think we will be i think our expectations will be exceeded yeah. personally i hope so and i hope that our expectations expectations are lower than they should be so I hope that he takes his wiener out on stage. Uh, I don't, but if he does, I'm going to yell, is there someone else? <laughs> <laughs> I'm blinded by the lights, except the wiener. And that's all I have to say. Imagine somebody taking a wiener out on a jumbotron. We should do that. We'll go viral. Uh, and possibly get arrested. Who cares, though? That's how that girl got famous that has that big podcast. Um, Jake Paul's girlfriend. She showed her tits at the fucking baseball game, and now she's making hundreds of thousands of dollars a month. I'll show my wiener for hundreds of thousands of dollars a month. How about you? Well, if it's guaranteed. It is, 100%. We could start a new podcast with the two of us, and we'll call it the Wiener Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> What's it called? It's Warner Brothers. Lincoln Financial Field. We'll call it the Lincoln Wiener Brothers. <laughs> okay, we are on our way to the weekend, and we are praying to God that it doesn't get canceled the minute we step into the venue, like the last fucking date of this show. <laughs> We're just gonna get drunk? No, no, I can't. I can't. I will find the street where the heroin is and I will do it. I swear to God. I am not in the market for that kind of disappointment. I don't deserve it. Okay, signing off in the Uber minivan. Bye. Oh, we did get Anthony a drink at the rooftop bar without getting ID'd. Oh my God, it's our last 
endeavor of underage behavior. Yep, as being a menace and not bringing the hinges. His New Jersey ID that has someone else's picture on it says he's 27, and he looks nothing like 27, so let's see what happens. The venue's easy, though, because I can just buy the beers. Exactly. You won't even be there, but we'll see what happens at we'll the bar after. Okay. That's a stupid name for a bar. I know it's sponsored, but... All right, we will update you at our seats. We are outside today. Isn't that what the kids say now? We outside, even though they literally are inside a building every time they post a video saying that. (laughs) I don't understand it. Maybe it's a COVID thing. We are outside today because the weather is too nice for me to be trapped in my house or in my car or in a studio. So a little background noise of the birds or some neighbor's shit kids isn't going to hurt anyone here on this episode while we recap the debauchery of what happened at the concert and after. I have been avoiding recording this for the past three or four days because I woke up in Philadelphia the most hungover. (laughs) I actually felt okay. I felt, you know, that hungover where you're like tired and you feel like your body got hit by a train, but you don't feel sick. I would prefer that any day of the week. I went back to the hotel and vomited profusely for approximately six minutes. Vomiting from drinking is not a common occurrence for me, but it does sometimes happen every few years. (laughs) I usually don't drink that much, but I got out of control and I don't regret it for a second because I had the best time. So let's just jump right in where we left off. (laughs) As the show's start time was continuing to get closer. I honestly just started drinking from the jump and I was trying to pace myself because I didn't want to be fucked up for the concert. So like, I know last week I told you the story about how I got so fucked up at the Great South Bay Festival from smoking. And honestly, that's why I never really do it. I don't like to drink much. I don't like to smoke much at concerts, especially artists I really love because I want to be like super present and super in the moment. So I'll like pace myself, right? I'll have like a drink or two throughout the show, maybe three, (laughs) depending on how long it is. And this one, I kind of just went balls to the wall and I was a little tipsy. And then I stopped drinking. I like held on to my same drink right before the show started. And I was like, that's it. You're done until we leave this place because anymore and you will be in a place that you don't want to be. We were drinking tall boy seltzers, I guess. We like had a couple twisted teas in the room and then we left and went to the rooftop bar And we had a drink there. We had like a beer there just because we wanted to see it and see what it was all about at the hotel. We were determined to get my brother drinks without an ID everywhere we went. He has some like fake New Jersey ID that I can tell you about because he won't need it next month that literally says he's 27 and looks nothing like him. And I'm like, that shit is not going to fucking work anywhere. But apparently it has carried him through this past year. So it was no problem at the rooftop. We didn't need a night D. We got to the venue and the venue is easy because I can just go to the bar and buy us fucking two drinks at a time. That's no problem. So we started drinking like I had a seltzer. He had like a spiked Arnold Palmer and they were regular size. And then we went to another bar where I started making friends with the 60 something year old bartender woman. (laughs) I think she was actually like 55. Um, And I realized that there was tall boys of the seltzers and whatever. And I was like, this is great. Now I don't have to buy four at a time. We could just get a normal size adult beverage. When we got to the seats is when I really started freaking out. Like the opener was playing. There was two openers. There was Mike Dean. And I don't know, still don't know how to pronounce this fucking DJ. Kai Tron... Tronada, I think is how you say it, or Tronada. Anyway, he was excellent, and apparently a lot of people listen to him. He's very popular. I didn't know. I was unaware until I got there, but he was fucking great. So we got to the seats, and I saw like how close we really were, because in a stadium, like you're never really that close unless you're up front, because even the start of the sections is so far back away from the stage in a stadium, because it's a fucking football field. It's not like an arena where like it's kind of on top of the stage no matter how far up you go so I was excited that we had such great seats and that was the jump off point where I started really getting hyped up and anxious (laughs) and I'm not one to get anxious all that often hi I'm already getting tipsy and the show hasn't even started uh I can second that and I'm feeling great there's so many hot bitches here for Anthony so many and they're all in thongs and underwear too bad it's not our city. I can't see them again. Our seats are so sexual. I got to our seats and uh, my dick was hard. 
Um, I saw a lot of women, and same here. <laughs> Amen, sister. Kidding, but not really. <laughs> We're having the best time, and the show hasn't even started. Apparently, the weekend has a cold, and he better not falter. He better suck it up and take some Dayquil, just like Anthony. <laughs> yeah. I am going to make out with the girl that is in the row above us, and if I give her a cold, so be it. We're making out with strangers all 2022. I agree with that statement. To be continued. So I stopped looking for a merch line that wasn't going to be an hour long, because honestly, like I had already seen the pictures of it, and I was super unimpressed. And listen, I love The weekend, but I... I'm going to keep it real all the time. No matter if it's an artist that I really love, if something comes out, it could be music, it could be a product, whatever it is, and it fucking sucks, I'm going to tell you it fucking sucks, regardless of how much it pains me. And this pains me, because The weekend has the most incredible merch all the time. And it's always super expensive, it's always really high priced, but it's always excellent quality. I have several sweatshirts, t-shirts, all different kinds of merch from him, and every time I order it and it comes in, I'm like, wow. No wonder why it's so expensive. This is the best fucking quality. The greatest comfortable, thick, soft sweatshirts, hoodies, greatest designs. Everything is always top notch that comes from him when it comes to merch. The merch since this Dawn FM era started has been shit. That's it. That's it. That's what I'm going to say. It's been shit. And I got to the concert and I had already seen the pictures and I knew it wasn't going to be great. But then I was like, maybe I'll be more impressed when I see it in person. And I wasn't. But did I buy it anyway? Yes. I spent $50 on a fucking shirt anyway. And then when I walked out of the venue that night and all the people that sell t-shirts in the parking lot that they made at home were selling these $20 t-shirts... And let me tell you something. The $20 t-shirt was better designed and better printed than the actual official merch. So I ended up spending 70 bucks because I had to buy a knockoff t-shirt in the parking lot. <laughs> and that is the only one I've been wearing since the show. I'm very unhappy that the knockoff was better than the official merchandise. My friend, the bartender, decides to tell me that she has a friend who works downstairs. I don't know what downstairs means. Does that mean backstage somewhere? Does that mean hell? Is she speaking of Lucifer? I don't know. But she said she has a friend that works downstairs who's telling her that the weekend is sick and is going to cut his show short. Mind you, the first show in Canada got canceled or postponed rather, the first show of the tour, while everybody was already at the venue because of the wireless issue that we were talking about earlier, where their major wireless provider for all of Canada had a fucking outage and there was no way they could go on with the show. Now we're at the second show of the tour, which has now become the first opening night technically. And this bitch is telling me that he is sick and going to cut his show short. Then I leave and I'm already upset, <laughs> but I'm telling Anthony, my brother, I'm like, honestly, we're just going to ride it out. It's probably going to be fine. There's no way he's going to kill opening night after what happened in Canada. Everything's going to be fine. Then we go back to get another drink and she's telling me, you should really ask for your money back after the show is over. First of all, where would you even do that? Who's going to give you your money back? Nobody. You should really ask for your money back because apparently the weekend has 104 fever and he's lucky if he makes it out of the dressing room and he will for sure only be doing a few songs. I believe that she thought she was giving me some important insider information that I really wanted. Why the fuck would you tell me that? <laughs> Approximately one hour before he's about to go on stage. I could have lived my whole life not knowing that, being excited, instead of nervous, scared, and confused. <laughs> as I was after I got this information. Okay, there's a line out the fucking door for the merch, so we are not going there. Honestly, the merch is not that great anyway. We're being told that The weekend has 104 fever and he is only gonna do half his show and I will sue him if that's the case. Hopefully they're wrong. Uh, I have a gut feeling that they're wrong. I hope that lady's on crack. I don't care if he lip syncs, he better do every fucking song I wanna hear or you're going to our seats which are incredible. There's the moon, there's the moon. <laughs> There's the moon. There was this giant moon. So like the stage is a big runway. There's like the city that he's created in the back in front of the screen and then a long runway. And then on the other side separated is like this shorter runway with a little circle stage, which he ended up moving to at one point in the show. And above that is a big illuminated moon which I don't know how they hung it up because I couldn't see any kind of wires or, or string at all. It was just hovering there with magic. 
So I saw the moon and I got very excited because I knew that meant we were getting close. Okay, show's about to start. Left guesses before everything goes off. What do we think the opening song is? After Hours, first song on the first album he's performing. After Hours is not the first song, Alone so Again whatever. is. Alone yeah. Again is what I hope is the opener. So Alone Again, whatever the first song is. I am praying to Jesus, it's that. I don't have words, I'm trying really hard. Here. I don't have anyone to ask. We hear clapping. Why are we cheering? Why are we cheering? What's happening? What's happening? Do you guys want to be? They hate me. They want me to die. What are your guesses? I'm recording for my podcast. What are your guesses for the first song? Anything? They hate me. That's fine. What do you? That's it. We quit. Yep. Quit. Quit. <laughs> Those people in front of me could not fucking stand me. And I don't blame them. Honestly, I was obnoxious, loud, and annoying. 100% don't blame them. But at first, they were a little bit engaging. I was talking to my brother, and I was saying some wild shit. And they turned around, and they were laughing, and they were talking to me for a second. And I was like, ooh, okay, here's some people who will engage in my bullshit. Let's start recording for the podcast. I couldn't get anyone... this whole night to be a part of my show. I don't understand. If some random person came up to me and said, I'm recording for my podcast, tell me what you think of this, I would 100% engage with them. Why wouldn't you? What is the point of not? (laughs) These bitches were not having my shit in front of me. They were not fucking having it. Do I blame them? No. Do I think they're a little boring and antisocial? 100%. Get off your fucking high horse, bitch. I also think that it might be because I word vomited the fact that the weekend was sick apparently and going to cut his show in half <laughs> because I couldn't contain it and hold it in anymore. I looked at my brother and I was like, should I tell these girls my secret news? Should I tell them? I'm going to tell them. I told them and they looked like they wanted to punch me in the face. And in retrospect from a sober mindset, I don't blame them. If I hadn't had a couple drinks, I never would have said that to them i never would have forced that information upon anyone else because the minute that goddamn woman told me what she did about him i wish she had never said it i wished she had never said it and i could have just gone on being happy i at this point am like he just needs to lip sync it's fine i'm used to a lip syncer i love me some britney Just play the fucking track. He can sit in a chair and play the track with the lights on and just stand there and stare. And that's fine. That will make me happy. But I cannot handle if he cuts songs out of this show that I have been dying to hear live for two years. Just lip sync. I don't fucking care. My brother's hypothesis was correct. That woman was either 100% wrong and making some shit up or they put some miracle fucking B12 shot in the weekend's asshole to get him on stage because he came out ready and better than ever from the jump. Nothing got cut out of the show. The set list for that show and the set list for the second show at MetLife was 100% the same. He sounded absolutely incredible. It seemed like maybe he was struggling a little bit at the beginning, but I can't tell if he's still trying to get like the footing for the live version of Gasoline because it's like a weird vocal or if he just wasn't feeling well, but I felt like he was kind of depending on us to sing a little bit more of that than I thought. Um, But the entire show was incredible. As far as the set list, I got exactly what I wanted with the opener. Alone Again started, and I lost my fucking mind, okay? I started screaming, not singing, screaming the words. It almost seemed aggressive, angry, and demonic. (laughs) I feel like I was going through an exorcism because I was so excited. I've been dying to hear that song live since 2020 and I was dying for that to be the opener because since that album came out I was like this song is a concert opener and it was and I had been saying the whole time if it's not alone again it has to be gasoline and I got those songs right in a row as the opener of the show and I could not have been happier the set list I think I would have been a little bit disappointed had I seen it beforehand not a lot but a little bit I think that I was excited about everything he played because everything was a surprise as it was the first show. So every time a song started, 
I didn't know what was coming, so it made me that much more excited. But I think had I seen the set list before I actually went, I would have been a little disappointed because as I said before, I was part of the minority in the fan base of like hoping he would do almost nothing but the two new albums with the hint of hits and old shit. And it was pretty balanced. Like he did the most songs from the two new albums, but there was a lot of older stuff. And then certain stuff was like cut, like Save Your Tears, one of the biggest songs of last year. Like he cut that song a little short. And I wish when he was doing the older stuff, he would have cut one of those songs more short and done like the full Save Your Tears. In Your Eyes, another huge single from After Hours, was just missing from the show. I was screaming and crying and dying for Starry Eyes. I wanted it so bad. And he did Is There Someone Else, which goes right into Starry Eyes. And he cut it off and went into a different song. And I, (laughs) my poor brother, at the end of Is There Someone Else, where Starry Eyes is about to start, I'm literally crying. I'm like holding my face and starting to cry. And I'm like, here we go. boom he goes into the other song and my face just kind of like dropped and my brother looks at me like puts his arm around me and he's like it's okay (laughs) as if we had just watched someone die in front of us it's okay it's gonna be fine (laughs) all over the fucking song so the show is incredible one of the greatest stadium tours i've ever seen i hate stadium shows because the sound is never good The sound is never as good at a stadium show because it's outside and it just fucking escapes. It's not the same as when you're in an arena and it's covered and the sound is bouncing and coming back to you. But this show had excellent sound. I don't know if his budget is higher than the rest of these bitches. I don't know how many more speakers there were in this fucking stadium, but the sound was excellent. And I actually didn't even notice a difference the whole show, which was refreshing because when I saw Beyonce, I had shit seats. So the sound, it just wasn't good. When I saw Lady Gaga, I had pretty decent seats. That was in City Field that was at. And the same thing, it just was like a little muted, a little too low. And it's almost like the way you go to a concert and you're singing the words out loud and you kind of can't hear yourself because the music is so loud, that doesn't happen at a stadium. You actually hear yourself more than you hear the music. And this didn't happen at that show. So I don't know what kind of sound system this motherfucker's got with that budget, but it was absolutely incredible. The whole show was great. Everything I hoped it would be and more. <sighs> Minus starry eyes. <laughs> he played The Morning, which is a fucking classic, and I was really hoping for that one. He did it on the tour that I saw, but he cut it before our show, and I was devastated. That was in, like, 2016. I was so upset that that song got cut. So it was really awesome to finally get to experience that live all these years later. Yeah, and I lost my voice two songs in. By the time fucking Gasoline was over, I just could barely even talk because I was screaming so much. I was so excited. I am dying to go see another show before this tour ends. I don't know if he's going to do a second North American leg because sometimes they do that. Like Later in the year, he might come back and do it all over again. But I feel like I should travel somewhere else to see it just in case. And he better fucking add Starry Eyes to the set list by the time I get there. Okay, so an incredible two-hour show. I mean, if you haven't seen any videos from this concert, you need to look it up because the lights, the whole show is out of control. The way the lights were like beaming up into the sky, it looked like the fucking Twin Tower Memorial. I can't even imagine how much those strobe lights cost. They were shooting up into the fucking sky. You could probably see them in space. I honestly believe that we don't even know that he's trying to communicate with the aliens. I think he was sending a stream to another galaxy of his show because those lights were fucking out of control in the sky. It was incredible. Okay, so we leave the show, and this is where things get wild. The show's over, and the way it's set up in Philly is that there's like three venues next to each other. There's a baseball stadium, there's a football stadium, and I think there's another venue. And then there's the Xfinity Center, which is like a huge complex of bars. So there's like sports bars in the middle, and then there's like more of a club bar atmosphere in the back. There's like a bunch of places to go to. So we were recommended, shout out to Lauren, who recommended that we go there. We go to this place, and I'm like, this is where things immediately take a turn as far as my drunkness, because I had already been drinking, and now I decide to rip shots of Jameson, which I don't fucking do anymore, but I still think I can on certain days. So we meet this group of girls at the bar. Antonia, Haley, which is her bitch sister who wouldn't take a fucking shot with me. <laughs> Sydney, who ended up taking Haley's shot, and I immediately fell in love with her. And some other girls whose names I don't remember. Sorry, I'm very bad at names. <laughs> 
<laughs> so we make friends at the bar and I'm ripping shots and ordering beers like it's literally the last day on earth and immediately start to go from like a level four and I jump right to a six or seven. Okay, we're here at the after party. The Abel disappointed me by not playing Starry Eyes, but I got everything else I wanted, including gasoline and Alone Again. Did I not predict that Alone Again would be the intro or gasoline? And I got motherfucking both. Uh, yes, you did. We could have got off Amazon, but it was worth it. <laughs> our legit merch is absolute shit, and our $20 makeshift merch from outside the venue is way better. Step your fucking game up the weekend. Lewis! Oh, wait, that's Keishanada. <laughs> Abel! Am I wrong? Get your shit together. We love you, though. This is my new friend. She's 19. I'm 23. Who cares? Antonia. Tony in the home. And she has a sick body. Yeah, she does. As well as her not sister behind me. Hey, I'm, I'm actually not 19. I hate your I hate your real sister because she wouldn't take a shot. Dude, she's a little pussy. She's a little bitch. Where is she? She went to the bathroom. What's her name? Haley. Haley, fuck you, bitch. Call her Becky. She'll hate your guts. Becky slash Haley, you're a bitch. Becky, come here, Becky. Who's Sydney? Oh, she went to the bathroom too. Yeah, Sydney took Haley's shot. Sydney's chill as fuck. Sydney's a real ass bitch. Sydney can hang. Sydney can come to New York. We stand Sydney. Anytime we stand. I don't even use Stan, but we stand Sydney. We stand her. We stand Sydney. We stand Sydney. Yeah, I lost my voice. It's an Eminem reference, bitch. Yep. Put your shades on. My mom's spaghetti when I'm hungover. Vomit on my sweater. If Story Eyes would played, I would have vomited. I spent $70 on merch. We spent $70 on merch. Did you go to the weekend show? Will you give me your reaction? Anyone. What's your rating? I give it a 9 out of 10. I give it a 10 out of 10. I give it a 9 out of 10 because he didn't play Starry Eyes after... Is there someone else? I heard, is there someone else? I started crying. Because I thought Starry Eyes was coming. And I cried. And then he said, no, no, no. It's the Selena Gomez song. And I said, fuck that bitch. $50 shirt and it's a piece of shit and then wait 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 and then I bought the $20 shirt because it was better and he usually has fire merch honestly this is the first time that day out of like five times that anyone was fucking responsive when I was like, give me your reaction. If someone walked up to me with a phone and stuck it in my face and was like, did you go to the weekend concert? What did you think? I would be like, <laughs> whether I wanted to participate in their bullshit or not, I would have so much to say about that conversation. If you're at the concert and you're wearing the fucking t-shirt, you obviously fucking love him. You don't have any review of the fact that you were at opening night of this concert. <laughs> you don't have anything to say to me about the performance, the songs, the stage, the set, the set list. Nothing. You've got nothing to say to me. God, why is everyone so antisocial in America in 2022? Also, before we started getting crazy, I believe it was in the Uber. My brother was like, oh, my friends and I, we say this thing when we go out that we left our hinges at home. You know, like we're unhinged. And I was like, what? How have you never told me that? I fucking love that. So I was like, <laughs> he was like, oh, did you leave your hinges at home? And I was like, my hinges are two states away. Let's get fucking nuts. <laughs> so all night I kept screaming, my hinges are in New York. And I just proceeded to do a shot and have a beer and then do a shot and have a beer. <laughs> Every time I remembered that my hinges were at home. 
honestly, it really just kept going on and on about the shirts. And once again, let me just apologize to the weekend because in no way do I mean to talk shit about you. I love you more than life itself. You are my Lord and Savior. <laughs> but really, like... I don't know if it's a supply chain issue. I don't know if things are more expensive as far as materials because of inflation, if prices have gone up so he can't create the same quality for the same price. Or I don't know if he's just like, oh, fuck it, whatever. But this merch for this era and this tour are really just not it. And you are better than this, Abel. And that is why I am letting you know. So for the rest of the night, we ended up in like the back bar with our new friends who we eventually lost and disappeared. And then I'm like texting Antonia because we these girls were on the mechanical bull and I'm texting this bitch who I don't know. I just met her an hour ago and I'm like, you need to get in here and get on the bull. You're so much hotter than all these bitches. <laughs> Story of my life is meeting people and then an hour later treating them like they're my best friend and I've known them forever. It's I don't know why I do it. It's just part of my personality. I don't care. So for the rest of the night, we ended up in that back bar and there's girls on like these columns dancing and they're wearing like assless chaps with like little tiny underwear and basically their whole asses are out and they're all hot. So I'm like flirting with this one bitch who's on top of the thing and I'm like dancing with her and I start tipping them like $20 a piece. <laughs> I look at my brother because I have no cash. I never carry cash anywhere. Don't ask me why. It's probably because I'll lose it. So I'm like, you got $20 or what? So he gives me $20. He's like, what the fuck do you want $20 for? I immediately hand it to the bitch and the assless chaps and she starts laughing at me. <laughs> but she took it. I wanted to put it in her bra, but I mean, she was wearing a t-shirt, so that didn't work out. Then I think I left at some point because I thought I was going to throw up. So I ended up in the bathroom for like 20 minutes. Every time I came back from anywhere or went to a new bar, I started talking to new bitches. My brother was like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I always talk to women because they know I don't want to fuck them. So I went went to the bathroom and I think I was like feeling like I was going to throw up and then I didn't. I was like super wasted at this point and I knew it. I was like, I am too drunk for this. I got to get the fuck out of here. So I come back and he's talking to the girls that I left him with or something. And I go to do the thing where like you tap the top of someone else's beer bottle with your beer bottle so the fucking foam comes up and they have to chug it and if they don't it explodes all over the floor but I ended up breaking it because I did it too hard because I was drunk and then I tried to drink the beer anyway and I had like glass in my mouth and I was spitting glass on the floor oh my god it was so bad and I had to get the fuck out of here so we go outside to catch an Uber which is an absolute disaster because it's a literal fucking stadium full of people trying to get Ubers out of there wasted and I guess I put like in the wrong pickup point for the uber or some shit like that and the guy was calling which i had no recollection of so anthony had to cancel the uber leave it to my 20 year old brother to have to like take care of me creating a spectacle trying to get us back to the hotel because i'm wasted at almost 30 so the Uber never comes. And then there's like all these Uber slash taxi slash con men outside screaming out the window. Where are you going? I'll give you a price. So he's like talking to these this guy and he's telling him where we have to go. And he's like $45 or some crazy shit. We're like, what the fuck are you talking about? We were just going to pay like 22 for an Uber. So he talks to some guy, ends up getting us a ride back to the hotel for 20 bucks 10 minutes away in the car they're having like some weird conversation non-stop i'm like basically asleep against the glass window in the back looking out at philly thinking like oh what a pretty city but like not really having any idea what's going on listening to their bullshit conversation about god knows what i get back to the hotel get up to the room immediately throw up and then fall asleep in pretty much all my clothes. I think I woke up in like my underwear <laughs> and my complete top half of my outfit, a hair still done and like didn't wash my face, didn't take a shower. It was bad. Apparently Anthony then leaves to go find a deli and ends up walking like a fucking half a mile away to try to find a place that he can get a sandwich. I had no idea I was passed out at that point. And that's like the nice thing about when I get drunk. I don't end up getting like the spins or any of that weird shit. I just fucking pass out, which is a beautiful gift that I am thankful for every time it happens. I woke up the next morning. There's like a sandwich for me from last night <laughs> on the fucking nightstand. And I'm looking around. There's like empty twisted tea bottles everywhere. Clothes all over the place. The place is a fucking mess. I get up and I realize that checkout is at 12. 
I did not set an alarm, and it is 11.15, and I know there is absolutely no way we are getting out of here by 12 o'clock. I finally get up and get myself in the goddamn shower, and I swear, after the shower, I felt like a new person, but I was still so tired, exhausted, and whatever version of hungover that I didn't even want to speak. <laughs> I didn't even want to say a goddamn thing. So I'm trying to like clean up the room and pack my shit, and I guess like as I'm getting my shit together, I forgot a shoe. <laughs> I came home after the long drive home from Philadelphia and realized that one of my fun tan boots, my one of my favorite pairs of shoes, I only had one of them in my bag. So I must have left the other one in the room and I am still devastated about it. Rest in peace. I might have to bury the other one and give it a funeral. I'm very upset about this. You know when shoes are like worn in? Like I can't just buy another pair. Those ones have been through the ringer with me. I have thrown up on those shoes. <laughs> I'm not lying. It's really true. One time I went to this party in the city. My friend Malik, if you know him from Love and Hip Hop Miami, shout out to Malik. He did like a club hosting kind of after party thing that he invited me to in the city. This was in 2019, right before the world shut down um, or, or the beginning of 2020, maybe. So I go to this fucking party in the city at the club had the best time but i don't know what happened so first i like it wasn't a gay club but i guess it was like a gay night and there was a ton of homos everywhere so i go to get a drink at the bar because i'm like texting him and i can't find him they're in like a back section i can't find like his table or where he is so i'm like let me just go to the bar and get a drink and maybe he'll answer by the time i figure that out because, you know, trying to get a drink in a fucking packed New York City bar can take you an hour. So I'm like, let me kill some time, grab a drink and get started. So I grab a drink and then I walk like around the dance floor because he had texted me back and he had said like where he was. So I'm trying to make my way over to the section that they're in. And on the dance floor, there's like a bunch of people doing like some break dancing shit. And there's a guy with a camera from the club filming it. So I stand against the wall and I'm like, let me just, you know, stay out of the way. Let them finish what they're doing. And the music was actually so fucking good the whole night. I don't know who the DJ was, but the whole night she was playing shit that she was pulling out of fucking nowhere. I was so excited about the music. So I'm standing against the wall and I'm waiting for them to finish doing their fucking dance and filming. This guy comes and stands next to me, who I've never seen in my life, stands next to me. And in he's like in between me and another person that he clearly knows. So he's standing next to me, looking away from me at the other person, talking to them, having a conversation, slides his hand against the wall under my ass and whole handedly grabs my fucking ass. Never said hello. Never started a conversation with me. Just literally slid his hand and grabbed my ass as if I was going to turn around and be like, Hey, what's up? How you do it? Do you know what I mean? Like, how is somebody supposed to react to that? First of all, he was not even cute, not even a little bit. So that's number one. You cannot run around sexually harassing people with that kind of face, buddy. It doesn't work like that. I lost my mind. I like for a second, didn't even know what was happening. I lost my fucking mind. I literally threw him into the wall and then onto the floor. I honestly don't even think Malik knows this story. So if you're listening, congratulations on the first time that you've heard this story lost my fucking shit and almost started a fight in the middle of the dance floor and then like some random people that i didn't know that were on the dance floor like got in between us and i like briefly explained to them what happened and then they pushed him too <laughs> and i just went my separate way honestly like it wasn't that big of a deal super gross and super weird but like not that big of a deal just another reason why i don't go anywhere that the gays collect this is why i don't go to gay clubs this is why i don't go to fire island everyone asks me and tells me i'm an anti-gay gay well you know what this is fucking why because people in those environments think that they can talk to you and treat you however the fuck they want and i don't get down with that i am about respect so if you want to talk to somebody if you have some sort of intentions you need to make that fucking clear you walk up to somebody like a like a human being and say hey how are you nice to meet you you don't fucking start grabbing at people i don't like that shit at all get out of my personal bubble unless i invite you in so that was that and then i finally get to the section and i had a great time i shook my ass all night it was the best time of my life but i didn't really drink that much i had like a drink at the beginning, another drink, and then a couple beers, but like no shots, nothing crazy. I wasn't like drunk. I was having a good time. Then they bring out the Hennessy and they're like, have some Hennessy. And I'm like, oof, I shouldn't do this, but okay. So I had a little bit and I kind of like just put it down. 
at some point I started like thinking I, I couldn't figure out which drink was mine and I picked up what I thought was mine in retrospect this was really stupid but I just wasn't like thinking in the moment that it was a big deal because we were at a table right so I picked up a drink I started drinking it and I started just feeling weird and to this day I don't know if like somebody put something in the drink I mean it clearly wasn't mine so it wasn't intentional I don't know if it was meant for someone else I don't know if it was like some kind of weird drug that they were taking themselves that they put in their own drink but I really believe that I grabbed someone's drink by mistake I started getting like weird and fucked up out of nowhere. So I leave, we're all leaving the club at whatever time this is. And they're going to the strip club. So I'm talking to Malik and he's like, are you coming to the strip club? Like this is where we're going. I'm like, nah, nah, I got to go home. And at this point, everything's like fuzzy and I don't even really know what's happening. I just want to get out of this social environment and onto the train and get home. So I'm like, nah, nah, I got to go. I got to catch the train. It's going to take me forever to get home. So I leave and now I'm walking. I must've been like, maybe 10 blocks at most from Penn Station. So I'm like, I'm just going to walk. So I'm walking towards Penn Station and just everything feels surreal. I get on the train and when I tell you I fucking passed out until I got to my station, I get to my station. This is like, it took me two hours to get home. I'm literally at my station. I get off the train and I start fucking throwing up everywhere. I have no recollection of the train. It's like a blackout like it never happened. I get home. I start throwing up at the train station, not realizing I'm throwing up all over my fucking shoes. These are the boots. This is why I'm telling you this story. I'm like, no, I just bought these. I love them so much. So I went home. I left the shoes outside. I passed out. I woke up the next day and was like, what the fuck happened? And like basically never talked about it again except for <laughs> to my best friend. And I like cleaned the shoes the next day. I like made sure, you know, I was like, I can't throw these out. I got to like clean them up. And they're suede. So like it was hard to clean vomit off of suede. So whatever, I cleaned them up and they were fine. And then like as you wear those shoes, they were like tan at the beginning. But then as they get all fucked up, they looked cool. Like they looked kind of like weathered and distressed. Like I bought them the way that they look now. But they did not look like that when I bought them. So I can't just replace them. I can't just replace them. What am I supposed to do? Buy another pair of shoes? possibly get roofied and vomit all over them <laughs> and wear them through the mud rain and the ringer until they look cool and distressed no i'm fucking pissed that i lost those goddamn shoes or one of them so now i have one as a memory i'll have to bury it in the backyard with a tombstone <laughs> like someone's dead hamster so now it's time, like, uh, I need to eat something at this point the next morning. And, like, we were supposed to check out at 12, and at 12.15, some bitch comes knocking on the door, and she's like, are you staying and extending, or are you checking out? And I'm like, I'm the fuck out of here in 15 minutes, bitch. I'm getting my shit together, and I'm out. I've had enough of Philadelphia. Philadelphia took advantage of me. Well, I mean, I guess I really did it to myself, but it took advantage of me. That's the story I'm going with. And I loved every fucking second of it, but I need to get the fuck out of here and I need food. So my brother takes me to this place that he's been to before in like downtown Philly. It's called the Reading Market, I believe. And you walk in and it's literally like a fucking flea market of food, fast, casual restaurants, every kind of food, Thai food, barbecue food. Um, they have this like turkey place that literally just served like Thanksgiving dinner. It was like turkey, fresh cut turkey and like mashed potatoes and all this incredible shit. And I'm walking around this place. I'm like, there's endless amounts of food. There's burgers, there's barbecue food. There's like fucking everything in this place. It was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. I was so excited about it. So we spent like an hour there and then it was time to get on the road and get the fuck out of Philly. Enough is enough. And we sat in literal hours of traffic trying to get home. We left at the absolute wrong time. But I had the best time there. Who knew I was going to love Philly so much? What an incredible city. It was the most New York-like city I've ever seen outside of New York. Like, usually going to these places, I'm like, eh, just looks like a mini version of New York. And New York is way better. But this was really cool. I would actually love to go back to Philly. I don't know for what. I think I'd like to do another concert up there, but stay another day, maybe like before or after. It was really an incredible, awesome city. We stayed in like the Rittenhouse Square area, which was literally Brooklyn. It looked just like Williamsburg. Really cool city. So yeah, I had the best time at the concert and then I got way too fucked up. <laughs> 
chewed some glass, vomited, <laughs> and lost a shoe. And that is the end of that story. So if you see me out in an After Hours Till Dawn t-shirt, just know it is the fake knockoff merch <laughs> that I bought outside the venue, even though I still supported the cause and bought the t-shirt I didn't want. That is all I've got for you this week. As usual, make sure you're following me on Instagram at MickeyNotTheMouse. Make sure you're following our Instagram for the podcast at PulsePounding. Make sure you leave a five-star review. Otherwise, you're a rude-ass bitch. And that's it. I will see you next Wednesday for another episode of whatever kind of bullshit my life has to offer you. <laughs> <laughs>